Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. everyone and welcome to this week's After the Fact. We are coming to you from Clemars Community Radio's studios on Town Hall Road. I'm John Nolan, your host, and tonight the questions are all about 1944, a very significant year in the history of the world. Let us go and meet the players. We have three returning players and one newbie here tonight. So starting with the blue team, player number one, please introduce yourself, tell us what you do. Hi, I'm Marcella Connolly and I'm a journalist. And Marcella's teammate tonight is... I'm Carl Cronin and I'm a teacher. And welcome to you ladies. It's actually a girls v boys tonight. Just yeah. <laughs> Best of luck ladies. So across the table <laughs> we you. go to our new player tonight. Hi, I'm John and I'm a teacher. That's John Cribben there and he's making his debut tonight. You're very welcome, John. Thank you. Have you done any uh, research, John? All day. <laughs> of course, he's a teacher currently, as I record. He's on holidays. Yes, so perfect for him. And John's teammate tonight. Uh, I am Brendan Cox, and I work in IT. And Brendan and Carol, for those who haven't figured out by the sound, are coming to us via Skype tonight. So we've only got two people in the room. Right, let's go and meet the final member of the team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. Good evening, Clancy. Good evening, everyone. Hope we don't have an emergency here tonight. That's a joke, ha ha ha. Hi, Clancy. That Clancy is such a card, isn't he? Okay, let's begin the quiz. We're going to start, as always, with round number one. That's our multiple choice round. In this round, each player will face a question with multiple choice answers. If they can give me the answer on their own, they win for their side two points. They can choose to confer. That's fine, but they can only win one point if they do. And any wrong answers we'll see it go across to their side who can get a potential bonus with two options remaining. This is episode number nine, which means we start with the red team. John and Brendan, which one of you guys would like to go first? I don't mind. You're, you're first time, John, so why not? All right. And I've got started early. That's as, good, right. a re- that's as good a method as that. Fine, okay, go John, first. who became the new leader of Fine Gael? Oh. Following the death of W.T. Cosgrave in 1944, even though he held the role right through until 1959, and Fine led two governments during that period, he never became Taoiseach for reasons. Your options are A. Richard Mulcahy, B. John A. Costello, or C. James Dillon. I'm going to say... He's a. going on his own, and he's saying... A. A. Richard Mulcahy. Yeah. Is correct. Well done. That's good. Thank two points for your team. I didn't. I didn't know either. Oh, great! So it's it perfect that you didn't confer. <laughs> that was a wild guess. The name <laughs> kind of rang a bell. Yes, uh, Richard Mulcahy was indeed that man, and uh, well, let's say he wasn't really popular with the other parties in the Dáil uh, because of stuff he'd gotten up during the Civil War. Johnny Costello, never a leader of Fine Gael, but did get to be Taoiseach on two occasions as a compromise. 
and James Dillon was the man who succeeded Richard Mulcahy, but he also didn't get to be Tisha. We go across to Marcella and Carol. Who's going first for you? I'll go first. All right, Marcella, sure your question. Which team won their second in a row and, to date, last All-Ireland Senior Football Championship in 1944? Your options are Roscommon, Cavan or Offaly. Um, so which team won their second in a row and, to date, most recent All-Ireland Senior Football title in 1944? Are you going on your own or are you going to confer? I'm just trying to figure out the question. Most uh, recent to date. Yes, okay. as in they haven't won any since. Right, yeah. Just getting that clear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is it A, Roscommon, B, Cavan or C, Offaly? Um, I will say, because oh. I don't know the answer. Okay. Um, I will, I'm kind of thinking it's between Roscommon or Cavan. Probably Offaly. But uh, I'll say Roscommon. A brave stab in the dark there, literally, but she gets yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Russ Common's last to final. They won the 1943 and 1944 titles. Have not won one since. No. Okay. Over we go to Brendan. Yep. On January 18th of 1944, the Metropolitan Opera House in New York City, for the first time, hosted a concert featuring musicians in which music genre? Was it A, Cajun music? Was it B, Native American music? Or was it C, jazz? So on January 18th of 1944, Brendan, the Metropolitan Opera House in New York City had its first ever concert featuring what kind of music? A, Cajun, B, Native American, or C, jazz? 44. Um, uh, two points versus one point. I could, I'm not going to confer, John. Bear, bear with me. I'm not going to confer. Go for it. I'm going to take a stab at uh, jazz. Gets you two points. Oh, mm-hmm. I would have agreed. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't 100, percent but I am going to confer. Featuring artists such as Louis Armstrong, Benny Goodman, and Artie Shaw, amongst others, it would have been quite the concert. Yeah. Mm. Right, and finally we go over to Carol. Come on, Carol. Carol, your question. Which famous French newspaper was first published on the 19th of December 1944, shortly after the liberation of Paris? Your options are A, Le Figaro, B, Le Monde, or C, L'Equipe? I don't know. Um, I'd love to be a guess. Um, or you could confer with the journalist. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> But he didn't get the Ross Common question. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I actually knew all the other three questions. It's typical. Um, so, which of those newspapers was first published on the 19th of December 1944? Le Figaro. Le Figaro. <laughs> yeah, it's the noise nobody wants to hear. Mm. So, across awesome. we go. Gentlemen, you can win a bonus point here. Which famous French newspaper was first published on the 19th of December 1944? Remaining options are Le Monde or L'Equipe. It's B. It's Le Monde. Le Monde. Yeah. He hopped right in before Brandon could even continue. (laughs) I almost said it. I was like, it's Le Monde. (laughs) 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 Le Figaro and L'Equipe are both uh, a good bit older. And of course, L'Equipe has been involved, I think, with the Tour de France since. Yes back in the 1900s. Right, let's go over to Clancy and check how the scores stand after the round one. Blue to two points. 
Red team five points. Okay, so the boys, i.e. red team, are on five and the ladies, the blue team, are on two. <laughs> Let us go on to round number two. This is our connections round. In this round, the team that is in control gets two clues. If they can tell me what links them and tonight's theme, they can get three points. They can ask for a third and a fourth piece of information should they wish, but they will be playing for two and one points respectively. Any wrong answers at any point will see the question be thrown across, all four clues given and a potential one point bonus for the opposition. We go with the team that is trailing first. That's the blue team. Ladies, your first two clues are Jack Benny and the Song of Bernadette. Um, The Song. These are Oscar winners in 1944. The Song of Bernadette was uh, an Oscar winning film or song from a film or something like that. So I'd say they're Oscar winners. Okay, and Jack Benny... No idea, but I'm going to guess he won an Oscar for Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor or something like that. Okay. Um, I can't imagine what else it could be. Okay. (laughs) Unless he directed... Do you want to go for another clue? No, no, we'll we'll go with the Oscars. you go with the Oscars? No, uh, wait now, I'm conferring here with Carol. (laughs) What was it you... Sure, she looked me in the eye there as she said that. Specifically (laughs) wanted to say, Carol... That they're Oscar winners? Yeah. Winners specifically? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) If you want for another clue, you can. I don't mind. Okay, we will. Right. We'll go for another clue, Carl. Jack Benny, The Song of Bernadette and Grauman's Chinese Theatre. Yeah, it's the 1944 Oscars. They were held in Grauman's for the first time. Okay. All right. The Oscar event. The Oscars event. Yes. Not all Oscar winners, but it is the, the Oscars themselves. Ooh. Nice one, Carl. They were hosted, as Carol said correctly, in Grauman's Chinese Theatre. The Song of Bernadette was the film that got the most nominations that year. Jack Benny was the host of the Oscars. And the clue you didn't get to, Casablanca. Aye. Which won Best Picture that year. Right. Uh, John and Brendan, we're over to you. Okay. The first two clues are Autumn Song by Paul Verlaine and Gold. Oh, that could be um, DJ. I'm thinking that's one of the beaches, isn't it? And Paul Verlaine, wasn't he the poet that they broadcast over the radio to give the signal? So DJ, I suppose. Uh, are you confirming with the team at all? I'm, or going to, I'm going to confirm. <laughs> are you no, agreeing so with that? The, the five beaches uh, were Utah, Omaha, Gold, Juno and Sword. Yes. So Gold is one of them. And if Autumn Song is, I don't have any knowledge of that. So I'm, I'm happy to go. Uh, if, if that was your gut, I'm happy to go with that. Perfect. What was his name again? Paul Verlaine. Yeah, that's the name I remember. Yeah. So you're saying D-Day? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well done, well done. Oh, thank you. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> yes. Good. The first uh, three lines of Autumn Song, or in French, Chantant d'Autumn, uh, was read out on uh, radio to give a signal to people in France that the invasion was about to come. Uh, the clues you didn't get to, Overlord, which is the operation that, preceded, uh, that followed, and The Longest Day was the final clue. That being uh, 
kind of a nickname for the event, and also a film from the 70s that was about that. Okay. Well done, three points. Now, back we go, ladies. The 30th of May, 1944, and William Norton. Oh. What did William Norton do on the 30th of May? (laughs) If you answer that, you have the answer. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's William Norton. Carol, do you? I read something about the general election in Ireland taking place on the 30th of May, but I've no idea who William Norton is, so I wouldn't even be able to guess. I mean, I'd say something to do with the general election. So he was elected, William Norton. Selected into government. Again, I don't know. There could become something completely different and I could have the date wrong. Well, I don't know William Norton. so (laughs) I think it'd be worth the punt. To go for it? Yeah. Because... So, William Norton, something happened to him on the 30th of May that connects it. So, if you're saying it's possibly the general election. Yeah, will we go for it? Yeah. If we're wrong, we're wrong. So, you're you're looking me in the eye now, you're looking me in the eye. Yeah, we're going with the general election. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one, Carl. Excellent. That is correct. General election occurred in Ireland on the 30th of May, 1944. William Norton, leader of the Labour Party in that election. Uh, <laughs> clues you didn't need Clonnathalun which was a farmer's party in the Dáil several seats and finally Eamon de, Le- de Valera who became oh. Taoiseach at the end of the election right back over to John and Brendan okay. okay yeah here we go Piet Mondrian and Owen O'Duffy Owen O'Duffy died that year didn't he he did. That's what stood out for me. Yeah. Piet Mondrian. Why should I have that year? Yeah. He's one of the Mondrians there from <laughs> Roscommon. <laughs> Put down that way, yeah. Um, what do you think? Died. I suppose, like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't be throwing allegations. <laughs> That's an awful Seriously. What, what do, you, do you like? Do you want to go for it, or do you want to just confirm it with another one? Maybe we should confirm it just to be safe. Is that a, a yeah. request? I'm, I'm not, I want everything to be specified. Okay. No, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sounds so. Are you asking for a third clue? Uh, you know what? We went for it last time. Do you want to just go for it? And we might as well. On my head, be it. Sound, sound. So sound. what's what's your so people that died? I suppose in 1944. In 1944. Oh, happy days. Well done. Yes. Uh, good call. It's good all call. coming up red team here Happy tonight. Days. Yes, Piet Mondrian, the artist. Okay. He died in 1944, as did Ona Duffy. Yes. Um, Theodore Roosevelt III, also known as Theodore Roosevelt Jr., mm-hmm. oddly. Didn't need to get to him. He died after D-Day. And Erwin Rommel, the known as the Desert Fox, he committed suicide after the failed coup against Hitler. Okay. Right. We're going to take our first ad break, but before we do that, we better go check the scores with Clancy. Blue team 7 points. Red team 11 points. So it's 11 points to 7 in favour of the red team. We're going to take an ad break and we'll be back in three minutes' time. Please do not go away. This is After Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamars Community Radio. I am your host, John Nolan, and tonight the questions are all about... 
1944. After two rounds, the red team, that's John Kerbin and Brendan Cox, are on 11 points. They are a good, healthy four points ahead of the blue team, which tonight is Marcella Connolly and Carol Cronin. On we go at round three. Round three is our audio round. In this round, the teams will hear four pieces of music, two each. They get a point for telling me the song title and the artist performing. And then there will be two subsequent bonus questions. Okay, I'm going to come clean with the first one, which will go to ladies and tell you that um, this is a song that was written in 1944. But this version here is not from 1944. Okay. And with that said... Spring above it, I can hear a lark somewhere waiting to sing about it. There's no love song finer, but how strange the change from major to minor. Right, so what was that song and who was performing it, please? God, the, the, the voice is so familiar and I can't put a name to it. Yeah, I haven't a clue. Um, I'm trying to sing that song in my head. <laughs> Have you got the song title, even? No, I'm, no? Just, okay. I'm trying to speed it up in my head because that's the way it's originally sung. Fallen in Love. Is that- <laughs> Is that Falling in Love? No, I'm afraid it's not called no. Falling in Love. Uh, no point really in uh, asking for the artist. No. Unless Carol wants to do a very quick interjection. No, I haven't a clue who it is. Okay, we'll pass it over. John and Brendan. I have no notion anyway. No notion. Well, the song title, I think I know, but I don't know who sang it. Uh, does that get me any point, John? No, it doesn't. So However, then I can guess. The voice is just quite distinguishable. Yes, it is. It's every, every time you say goodbye. Right. Um, I don't think it's... It's not Nina Simone, anyway. It's definitely not Nina Simone. No. Yeah. A long way from this. Okay, we're going to say you don't know that. No, I don't know. That was Simply Red. Mm. From the mid-80s with their His cover. name still won't come to me, though. Oh, well, his Mick name... Hucknall. Mick Hucknell. Mick Hucknell, 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 that was him singing there. Yeah. Mm. Marcella and Carol, uh, you have two questions on either Every Time We Say Goodbye or Simply Red. So here we go. The first of those is, which famous American songwriter composed this song? Um, what do you think of Chris Christopherson, Carol? In the 1940s? No. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Yeah, I didn't consider that at all. Just yes, that he it, it was writes. written in 1944. Yeah. Say goodbye. Um, I don't know the answer. No, I don't either. Okay, we'll pass that over. So, God, Bing Crosby, I don't know. Um, <laughs> was Bing a, a writer of songs? I have no idea. Before <laughs> my time. Brendan, any ideas from uh, you? Um... Yeah, you see, you've got Bing and Nack and Cole were prolific around that time, but I, I couldn't, uh, it doesn't sound like either of those. I honestly don't know. Okay, another pass. Well, I'll tell you folks, that was the genius that was Cole Porter. Oh. Every time we say goodbye. Ladies, your question 
Can we salvage anything from this particular section of the round? We can try. Simply Red have had 20 top 30 hits in Ireland throughout their career. Imagine that. Name either of the two of their songs that have reached number one in Ireland. Pleasure at the fairgrounds, Carl. Or if you don't know me by now, I'd say I might have hit number one. Yeah. I only want one answer, so you don't need to... um... Um... So you just want the ones that went to number one? Either of them. There were two. Okay. I want just the name of one. So, pleasure at the fairground. Gets you a point. (laughs) Specifically just called fairground, but I don't mind. We'll leave it at that. That's fine. Okay. (laughs) Fairground in uh, 1995, a number one, and previous number one, 10 years before, holding back the years. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you got a point out of that. Well done. (laughs) All right, across we go. Right. John and Brendan. Okay. I was a bit fast and loose with the theme here in this one, so. Okay. Here we go. No, John. That sounds very advanced for 1944, doesn't it? it? Yes. 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 You would be correct Uh, in that assumption. So I think um, I think I know what's happened here. (laughs) Uh, If I'm not mistaken, uh, the 2016 Eurovision winner was a song called 1944. He's right so far, John. <laughs> I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> well, I happen to know that uh, our quiz host is quite the fan of the Eurovision. Right. Uh, so it's not beyond the realms of possibility. It's useful to have a little applied knowledge when you come to one of these things, isn't it? I was wondering why the language is different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to come to that in a minute. I was like, your fish wasn't around back then. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, any sign of a, an artist name? Oh, God. Not for me. Oh, um, uh, artist name. Uh, Jamala. He's, he's right. Fair he's play. Well done. Fair right. Well done. Well done. That's a point for you guys. Happy hour. Again, applied knowledge. Well done. <laughs> well, two further questions, which shouldn't okay. delay you too much. All right. This song was the winner of the 2016 Eurovision Song Contest, Jamala's 1944. Which country did she represent? Judging by the, uh, the language, which is a very nice language, is very. I am only myself. I don't know the language, but uh, <laughs> the country was Jamal. She was Ukrainian. She was Ukrainian. Is correct. Yes. And uh, the language we'll come to. In and who one... did you say was the Eurovision fan? <laughs> <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> Brendan is. Uh, Brendan has a. Brendan has a bit of it in him. I think. Yeah, you know, I'd say so. A uh, small bit. It's yeah, small bit. it's working out. The lyrics for 1944 tell of the deportation in the 1940s of the Tatar people by the Soviet Union. From which region in Ukraine were they removed? John. Crimea. That's my Ukrainian <laughs> geography there. John's got an answer for you there, Brendan. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I'd be happy to go with that. You're going with that? The, so- the Soviets and the Ukrainians are always uh, arguing over They're Crimea. Always... 
Crimea is correct. Happy yeah. right. Crimea has been taken over yeah. and over and over. And the language of the song was, well, a lot of it is in English, but not the piece I chose to play for you tonight. <laughs> uh, that was in Crimean Tatar. Okay, cool. Right. Back we go to 1944, ladies. And here's your song. A mule is an animal with long, funny ears. Kicks up at anything he hears. His back is brawny, but his brain is weak. He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak. And by the way, if you hate to go to school, you may grow up to be a mule. Or would you like to Carry moonbeams home in a jar and be better off. Yeah, a bit of censorship in the middle there as we got to the actual song title. That's, uh, Marcella, I think that's what you like to swing in a star to by Bing Crosby. Yes, correct. Correct. Because it was also the opening of, um, what's the, it's not Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but it's the same actress. Yeah, Blossom or Oh, never mind, we'll start answering questions now here. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, ladies. Cool. Swinging on a stair, technically, but I'm being generous tonight. Bye, Bing Crosby. Next question. This song won the Academy Award for Best Song. One of seven Oscars given to the film from which it came. Which film? Which, by the way, starred Bing Crosby. Oh, this I don't know. I thought it was the kids' TV show. (laughs) Bing Crosby movies. Carol. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a very long list at all there. Yeah, my list is bottom of the bucket type stuff. <laughs> um, I cannot for the life of me think of a movie that he was in. Well, the only one, because it was mentioned earlier, is the song of Bernadette. That was obviously nominated for a lot that year, but I don't know if it's from that. Well, we could go with that. Sure, give it a go. Daughter Casablanca, and I don't think it was in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think it was the one that was mentioned either. But mm-hmm. no. Anyway, let's go. I'm afraid that's not right. Okay. Over we go, boys. Potential bonus here if you know the name of that film from which that song was taken. Winner of seven oh. Oscars. Of course, anyone knows Oscars knows that was the following year's Oscar ceremony. They won seven Oscars. Well, now you tell us. I said, anyone who knows their Oscars. <laughs> we are dealing with 1944, not 45. <laughs> so basically, this is a 44 film. It would win Oscars okay. in, you know, the spring of 45. <laughs> but the film so is from then, 44. The song is from 44. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm waffling here. Lads, yeah, do you know the name I, of the film? I don't, I don't know... Um... There was only there was a couple. There was one movie that I knew had won some Oscars in '44, but given that John has just told us didn't win the Oscars until '45, then I'm I'm out. I'm the same. I'm out. No idea. Okay, guys, it is a delightful film called "Going My Way." Uh Oh, and uh, I'd encourage anyone to check it out. It's very nice. Final question on that, ladies. Bing Crosby influenced the development of post-World War II recording. After seeing a demonstration of certain early devices produced by the Ampex company, he placed a large order for their equipment and convinced ABC to allow him to use them in the production of his shows. What device did he pioneer the use of? The speakers under uh, Carol. 
Yeah, probably like amplifiers or something. Yeah, I'd go with amplifiers. Amplifiers, okay. I'm afraid that's not right. Passing it over to the gentleman for a potential bonus. Ampex. Uh, Ampex was the company name, yeah? Yes, Ampex. A-M-P-E-X. And it wasn't but it, amplifiers. I'm it wasn't as easy as amplifiers. Okay. The only other thing is the um, speakers. Surely they had speakers before that, or was it all just microphones? Yeah, you'd think. Might as well just guess. Yeah. We'll go for it? Yeah, go whatever you think. I have nothing. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, speakers? Speakers, yeah. Speakers are apps, aren't they? Well, really? no, the amplifier would be behind the speaker, you know. Yeah, I get okay. Anyway, neither yeah. of them are right, so it doesn't really matter. Probably a microphone now. Or uh, what he pioneered the use of was tape recorders. Oh. Because he didn't oh. want to always have to be doing his show live. Oh. And he was a big enough star to push that through. Okay, final piece of... Music. Who records things anymore? <laughs> Aren't I glad this exists? Right. <laughs> Here we go with the final piece of music from 1944. I asked your mother for you. What's she tell him? She told me that you was too young. She's 18 years old. I wish the Lord that I'd never seen your face. I'm sorry your boy was born. It broke his heart. Good it's only fair ye also get a censor from there. <laughs> fair enough. Right? So this is uh, this is us. Yes, red this team. is you. Uh, or green team. Or blue team. Green team, I don't know where I can know. You're the red uh, team. We're red, red, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me see. Oh, so I, I think I do know... But he said it a bit of it there in the... He did a bit. Okay, go for it. <laughs> don't know. Uh, so, uh, good night, Irene. So, good night, Irene, and the singer, if I'm not mistaken, is Lead, Lead Belly. I learned from my musical round last time that uh, I needed to do some more. Um... <laughs> I have let you down so far. <laughs> that's, very, that's very well got. Uh, yes, good night, Irene, by Lead Belly. Now you have two questions on that. <laughs> Lead Belly, an American folk and blues musician, notable for his strong vocals and virtuosity on the 12 string guitar. But what was his actual name? Yeah. That's a hard one. That. That's a hard one. Could be anything like. Well, it's not a million miles away from Lead Belly. That's the only belly. clue I'm going to throw okay. on the table for anyone. Right. Lead. Larry something. <laughs> Lead. <laughs> Ledley. <laughs> uh, belly. <laughs> belly ton. Ledley stomach. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. I have no clue. Um, okay. Do you want to go for something? We'll just throw it in. Oh, God. Uh, Larry. Larry. Blake. <laughs> Larry Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly, John, we got the wrong noise for that. So, across oh. we go to the ladies. Carl. Any no, thoughts? No, me neither. No. Okay, I'll tell you. His name was... Well, Hudy, I wouldn't have needed that. Ledbetter. Oh. So his ah. surname was Ledbetter. Oh. Final question. Nirvana famously covered one of Ledbelly's songs on their Unplugged in New York album. Back in Ledbelly's day, he called the song In the Pines. But by what name was it listed on Nirvana's album? 
pines. Oh, uh, oh, in the pine. Oh, I think I know this one because I, I do like uh, Nirvana, but I don't I don't know for sure, John. So if you have any input, I have no idea. <laughs> I have absolutely. I'll give no John idea. credit. He's been very magnanimous in deferring to you. Yeah, on no. this particular round so far. So, and I still don't know. I, I, where did you sleep last night? Oh, this well, is one I knew for certain. I was like, <laughs> come on. I didn't, I still don't know the word, but I just, it's because it, it, he says that line he over says the line in, the line pines, in the pines. In the pines. The sun don't ever shine. I shiver. <laughs> so well exactly. done, everyone. Uh, that was quite, that was probably the hardest music round, I think, of the series so far. Wow. And you've come out of yourself out of there with some credit. Let's go and check the score with Clancy before we take our second ad break. Blue team 9 points. Red team 16 points. 16 points to 9 it's a good lead. I won't lie. So we're going to take our break and back in a few minutes time. You're welcome back to After Fact on Clamars Community Radio, the weekly trivia quiz game. Tonight the questions are all about 1944. Now, after three rounds tonight, the red team, that's John Cribben and Brendan Cox, have a healthy lead. 16 points to 9 ahead of the blue team, Marcella Connolly and Carol Cronin. We move on to round number 4. This is our 20 questions round. Simply put, in this round, the team that's in control gets asked a question. If they get it right, they get a point, and they also get to keep control of the game, which means they get the next question. This can continue until at most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they will get a bonus sixth point for that achievement. Any wrong answers, though, will see it thrown across immediately to the other side, who will have a chance for bonus, and will get the next question then. We start with the team that's trailing. That is the blue team. Ladies, are you ready? We are. Question number one. On June 15th, the US Army invaded what island, later infamous in Irish culture, in the Western Pacific Ocean? Is that the Easter Island, is it? Oh, Saipan. Oh, Saipan, okay. Saipan. Yeah. Correct. Okay, you're off and running. Number two. The Electromechanical Automated Sequence Controlled Calculator, best known as the Harvard Mark I, was created in 1944. It was the first program-controlled computer produced by which company? Oh, my gosh, would be IBM. IBM? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep, IBM. IBM is correct. Question three. Which politician, leader of Britain's Labour Party, was the United Kingdom's Deputy Prime Minister in 1944? I don't know this, Carl. Neither do I. I wouldn't even have a guess. John Major. I'll say John Major. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing well at that age if he was deputy. I know, yeah. <laughs> Better than not saying anything, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm afraid that is incorrect. We're going to pass it over. The boys are getting the next question, but they can get a bonus here. Gentlemen. Which politician, the leader of the Labour Party, was the United Kingdom's Deputy Prime Minister throughout 1944? Uh, I don't know. Um, I have no idea. Nobody remembers second place. (laughs) Anthony Eden, I don't know. Anthony Eden, at least he was in the Cabinet. (laughs) But he was a Conservative. 
Uh, it was the man who became Prime Minister the following year in the Labour government, Clement Attlee. Ah. Right. Oh, yes. Gentlemen, this is your question proper. Portrayed by Meryl Streep in a 2016 film, which amateur soprano, who was known and indeed mocked for her flamboyant performance costumes and notably poor singing ability, performed a sellout concert in New York's Carnegie Hall just one, one, just one month before her death in November 44. That's Foster Jenkins, isn't it? I haven't a clue. I think so. Jennifer Foster Jenkins? Well, I'll ignore the first name. Okay. Joseph. Florence. Florence Jenkins. Sorry. Is correct answer. Florence Foster Well done. Good answer. Next question. There should have been a Summer Olympic Games in 1944, but it was, obviously enough, cancelled due to World War II. Which city had been awarded these never-to-be-held games? It would have been their second time to host. Uh, so I think I know this one. Go on, go first. They have since gone on to host in 2012. It was London. Okay. It was London, correct. Well done. Which humanitarian institution based in Geneva was awarded the 1944 Nobel Peace Prize? The second of three times the organisation has been so honoured. No, don't know it. Um, uh, so repeat the question. The organisation? Yes. What's the name of that organisation? Based in Geneva, that was awarded the 1944 Nobel Peace Prize, the second of three times it has been so honoured. So organisation, it's not a person, it's a... Red Cross Victoria. Cross Geneva, where's... Who, I nearly said, um, <laughs> Go for it. who are the boys over in Lausanne? <laughs> Not them. Uh, well, like a FIFA or something, Geneva. is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you've got 20 seconds left on the clock. Uh, Red Cross and Victoria Cross are one of them. That's Can I push you for Are they Geneva? Red Cross? No, they're not. Are they? I don't know. I don't okay. know. He's... Throw me an answer, please. Okay, we'll go for Red Cross. Oh. Mm. Oh, what dumb and dumb. Oh. <laughs> Seconds to spare. <laughs> <laughs> Literally two seconds left. Well done. Yes, the International Committee of the Red Cross was given the 1944 Nobel Peace Prize. They have another name on them. I thought they were like, I didn't know they were headquartered in Geneva now. There's a various nationality Red Crosses. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next question. Which future politician won his fourth All-Ireland Senior Hurling Medal in a row when Cork defeated Dublin in the 1944 All-Ireland Final? A politician. Future politician Future won his politician. fourth All-Ireland Senior Hurling Medal in a row when Cork defeated Dublin in the 1944 All-Ireland Senior Final. Uh, so, 44. is a famous Cork hurlers. Like, I can think of one. Go for it. I don't have one. But, yeah, I'm trying to think of the politician. Uh, um, what's your politician? Christy Ring? Christy Ring. Oh, my. That's the wrong noise. So across we go. Ladies, you're getting the next question, but you can get a bonus here. Which future politician won his fourth All-Ireland Senior Hurling title in a row when Cork defeated Dublin in 1944? I don't know, because I would have guessed Christy Ring as well. Yeah, I have no clue of hurling whatsoever. I'm from Mayo, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you live there for about four years? Uh, I don't. Before you came back to I Mayo? was watching Monster Rugby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, is this a pass, girls, or are you going to throw me a guess? Yeah, that's passed from me anyway. Yeah, my knowledge in 1944 herders isn't exactly <laughs> a, a long list. Okay, but your knowledge of Taoiseach might be better. The answer there was Jack Lynch. Oh, wow. Oh. Of course, it's Jack Lynch Tunnel. <laughs> right. Your question, ladies. Playwright Tennessee Williams was catapulted from obscurity to fame with the 1944 premiere of which play? It features Amanda Wingfield, a faded southern belle abandoned by her husband, and her children, Tom and Laura. Laura's collection of figurines play a key role in the play. Tennessee Williams play. The girl with her dolls. Yeah, I read about this earlier and I can't remember the name of it. Playwright Tennessee Williams was catapulted from obscurity to fame with the premiere in 1944 of which play? What's his first no idea. Not in my side anyway, I haven't a clue. Oh God. Have you got any Tennessee Williams plays? A streetcar named Desire, but it's not that. Well, we could just say it as the only one that we know between us. <laughs> so, a streetcar named Desire. Okay. No, I don't know. You already knew that that was not going to be right, but there you go. Cross we go, John and Brendan. Have you got anything, John? Not a thing. Not a thing, sorry. Okay. Uh, t- so Tennessee Williams is one of those, I can picture, uh, I can picture one of those old um, movie or, you know, theatre posters. Yeah. Tennessee Williams. Okay. Um, but again... The only thing I got in my head is this cat on a hot tin roof, but I don't even know if that was a show or a movie. I don't ever. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't as good as guess as any, I'd say. I'd okay. Be... We're giving that a wrong. Because <laughs> oh. it is wrong. That's a no, I think. Okay, right. <laughs> uh, the, this is uh, Laura's collection of figurines were all made of glass, and the play is called The Glass Menagerie. Oh, of oh, course. Of course. Right. Uh, Red Team, your question. Okay. Which Russian-born artist, a founding member of the Blue Rider movement, which was fundamental to Expressionism in the 1910s and named after one of his paintings, passed away in December 44 at the age of 77? Which Russian-born artist passed away at the age of 77? He was a founding member of the Blue Rider movement which is fundamental to Expressionism in the 1910s. You got anything, John? Not a thing. Sorry. Do you know any Russian artists? Any any at all? Oh, no. You, anything? Uh, Make up a Russian sound. <laughs> I know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, Russian sounding, and they're all, I think, uh, composers and people like that. Yeah. Um, Russian painter. Oh. Uh not a notion. Oh, Jesus. You've got 15 seconds, lads. I have nothing anyway. Although, just by the last time we got this close, you're going to wait till two seconds. To <laughs> and then throw it in. And then, yeah, just... Tchaikovsky. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think we have a winner here. <laughs> nobody is surprised to hear that now. Okay, no, thanks for the delay on the... Uh, <laughs> when it's in the headphones, it's very... Um, it's very... Uh, Confronting. No, it's nice to go. It's nice to use the entire minute, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> there's no more 
else to be. Marcella, as you well remember, <laughs> we brought in the countdown clock because teams in the lead were taking even longer to answer know, them yeah. in the old days. <laughs> so <laughs> we had a name for it. It was called Doing the Tommy O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> From an old player. Right. Uh, you have the question, though. Now, if you want to give me a quick as you can bonus. Oh, gee. Oh, we don't get the same amount of time, do we not? <laughs> no, these are bonus questions. Well, if you did, Carol, it'd be eating into your own time that's left in the episode, <laughs> which is about eight minutes. I don't know, Carl. I guess that, because that's the only Russian artist I know, uh, Vasily Kandinsky. Oh, she wow. does. Oh, the right answer. Well done. Well done. Vasily Kandinsky one. is correct. Well done. Okay. Developed during the Second World War in Germany as a vengeance weapon assigned to attack Allied cities as retaliation for Allied bombings against the German cities. What was the name of the world's first long-range guided ballistic missile? Uh, this one that had kind of a nickname on it. Oh yeah, it's a very short term. I don't need, it's not any big long... Not any okay. big long name, it's a short name. This is conferring the Carl. It'll be a nuke, like or a bomb or something like that. They, they had uh, they had V two rockets. Um, uh, that might be it. I don't know V two rockets. I think uh, some of them hit London or something. Um, well, it's more than I have. Yeah, you're oh, playing the V two rocket. V two. Oh, Correct. Well done. Am I only here to like make you second guess yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Which English musician, songwriter, and record producer who achieved international success later in life as a founder of the rock band Led Zeppelin was born on the 9th of January 1944? I think that's Jimmy Page, Marcella. Yeah, well, it could be I, any of them, but. Jimmy no, Page I read earlier, like... Jimmy Page was born in 1944. Oh, there you go. So, Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page is good. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. A little research goes a long way. I, I just thought <laughs> of it this evening. Genie. Being forced to surrender on the 21st of October 1944, which was the first German city to be captured by Allied forces? Jeez. I don't know. First German city to be Allied forces. Depends if you're coming from the east or the west, really, doesn't it? Well, Allied forces be coming. I'm trying to think of was it like Bonn or something? Being forced to surrender on the 21st of October 1944, which was the first German city to be captured by Allied forces. Would it be Bonn? If, yeah, if you're coming from the Berlin. west, it'll be somewhere like Bonn or Frankfurt. But if it's coming from the east, if it's the Russians, Berlin, or Leipzig, maybe. I doubt Berlin fell first. No, that would have been no, the center of. Fifteen seconds. Okay, you answer Carl there for me because I've read Leipzig. it and confused myself. Leipzig. Mm. Afraid not. Across we go to the red team. You're getting the next question, but you might get a bonus there. John, you're a teacher. What do you what do you teach? Tell me I, history, please. Tell me history. Irish and Ori, no good. To you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm thinking Berlin, personally, but I'm probably wrong. Uh, I'm happy to go with it. I don't think it's right, but I don't have any better suggestion. Okay, so is that your answer? I suppose Berlin. Mm. Sorry about I'm afraid that. you're all wrong. It was Aachen. 
Oh, oh I've never heard of that. So okay. Oh, it's, it's on the German border. It's, it's, oh, right okay. it's right on the western border of oh, Germany. Okay. So. Okay. It's where the uh, Allied forces went first. Right. John and Brendan. Yeah. By what name is the world famous soprano who was born Claire Mary Rostron in Gisborne, New Zealand on the 6th of March 1944, much better known? That Diana Ross. By what name is the world-famous soprano who was born... Uh, I don't know, um, but if that's what's coming into your head, then... Uh... I heard Ross in her name. I'm going to... That's my idea. Okay. Yeah, and I think I did see something about her being... I think she was born that year. Yeah. yeah. Not in New Zealand, she wasn't. Oh, of course. <laughs> if you listen to the whole question, it helps. Okay, we're going across to uh, Blue Team again. You're getting a bonus on this one, hopefully, and then you'll get the next question. By what name is the world-famous soprano who was born Claire Mary Rostron in Gisborne, New Zealand on the 6th of March 1944, much better known? What did the guys say? Because it was all... Oh, they said there. Diana Ross. They said Diana Ross. Oh, right, yeah, it's Kiri Takanoa. Oh. Yeah. Yes, it is, Kiri Takanoa. Yes. Cool. Okay, next question for you guys. The 1944 San Juan earthquake, in which 10,000 people died, is the worst natural disaster in which country's history? Um, I think that's Argentina, Marcella. Or would it be Chile? Chile get really bad. Is that Argentina, San Juan? Yeah, there is. Um, it's not Chile. I was reading about it earlier. Oh, okay. Okay, Argentina. Argentina is correct. See, I'm here to, to make you doubt yourself. <laughs> You're like a stress test for oh, the yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are. You've got a vital role, right? All right. <laughs> Two more now, Carl, to level this up. Oh, what's the score? Well, I have it here, I'm afraid, to tell you, 1916. Oh, three more. Three more. Okay. okay. And I also tell you, there's about two, two minutes left or so. Okay. Right. Okay. The last major eruption to date of which famous volcano took place during March The last major eruption. Would that be somewhere in Sicily or Italy or something like that? Stromboli, maybe. Never heard of that. The last major eruption to date of which famous volcano took place during March 1944? Would it be like Pompeii or something? Or is that... No, it wouldn't be Pompeii. Um, Not Etna. Etna or Stromboli. I don't know. Where's Stromboli? Italy. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I definitely think it was Italy anyway. Etna Stromboli? Yeah, I don't know which. 20 seconds. Stromboli. Stromboli. Fred Nott. Across we go to the gents. I know this, John. I think I do as well. Okay. Go for it. You... Uh, I've been up to the, the crater on holidays over there. Uh, it's Vesuvius. Yeah, it is Vesuvius. Oh, Vesuvius. Yeah. yeah, well done. Vesuvius had a major eruption in March of 1944. It's most recent to date. Of course. Gentlemen, what was the name of the Austrian paediatrician who in 1944 published a paper which described children in his practice who lacked nonverbal communication, had abnormalities of social interaction and had limited understanding of others' feelings? That's Asperger's. I can't think of his first name, though. Um... So I think he published his uh, paper that year. Was that what you were saying, John? Yeah, that's his surname uh, anyway, Asperger's. So, um, so his na- Asperger's disease is named after Hans. Hans Asperger. Perfect. Is that your answer? That is yeah. my answer. No? 
It's correct. Well okay, we've got about 30 seconds to go. In May of 1944, 99.5% of which country's electorate voted to terminate their union with Denmark, abolish the monarchy and establish a republic? I think I know this one. Yeah, go for it. Uh, all mothers go there. It's Iceland. <laughs> well I don't done. understand that. It's a tagline from an ad in Britain to do with a shop that's called Iceland. Oh, right, okay. okay. <laughs> At least I think that's a... In, in Car- of, yes, Curry My brain is not moving as fast as yours tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final question of the night. In December 1944, the US Army promoted four officers to the heretofore non-existent rank of five-star general. Name any two of these four officers. No, I Famous World War uh, Two generals. Um, who was the lad who did the Operation Market Garden and and and, and D Day and stuff? Wasn't there one guy who kind of planned? Oh, I, yes, and I can't think of his name. And I saw it today. Is it McCarthy or MacArthur or MacArthur sounds in the rain. <laughs> it sounds right. Thirty seconds left. So which one, McCarthy or MacArthur? I'll go MacArthur. Okay. That's one of them. I mean, that's one of your answers. I okay. Need, I did ask for two. Oh. Oh, you want two? Okay. Yes, I do. Oh, second one. Uh, no, I have no second one. Johnson uh, or something. Patton. Pat Patton. <laughs> General Patton. These are good guesses. Ah. Not both right. Okay. Final action of the game. I will offer that across the bonus before we... Blow the well, final whistle. MacArthur is where I was going as well, but I didn't have a second. Okay, Carol. I'll go with Eisenhower for the second one. Ah. Is correct. Yes, you could have. Yeah. Cool. So the full uh, list was <laughs> George Marshall, Douglas MacArthur, Dwight D. Eisenhower, and Henry H. Arnold. I can't say I've ever heard of Henry H. Arnold before that, but there you go. Marshall was the Marshall plan was after him, was it? Right. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Okay, let's go to Clancy and check the final scores. Blue to 17 points. Red to 22 points. So it's a 22-17 win for the red team. So congratulations. Well done, guys. To John Thanks, guys. on his well debut. Done, and Brendan, well done there. Well done, Brendan. Well done. And commiserations to Marcella and Carol. Well done, Carol. And the dog. <laughs> and the yeah, well done. And Carol's well done. dog. And Millie. Okay. <laughs> Millie, Millie. <laughs> Best of luck, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another year. So until then, have a good time and goodbye. Podcast Extra. Hello, good evening, and welcome, everyone, to this week's After the Fact. Yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. You've just ruined my theme tune. Great. I'll have to do that again later on. In the edit. <laughs> Let's pretend that didn't happen. So off we go. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's After the Now, after two rounds. To... <laughs> Has someone fallen out of bed now? Or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me, anyway. <laughs> Are you okay, Carol? Carol, are you there? I'm still here. <laughs> There's a lot of 
moving and shaking going on. Right. Okay. I'm going through the list of the rest of their songs. <laughs> Brendan, what are you doing there? There's awful moving and shaking. It's not me, I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> okay. Make a cup of tea. Right. Uh, so, uh, good night, Irene. Happy to. Well done. Excellent. Okay. Well done. Oh, hang on. And, I'm and, being too early. So, <gasps> being too early. I'm going to take back but, that being in the edit. It's gone. Now, so, you've said the right, right song title. That's true. But you haven't told me who sang it. So, good night, Irene. And the singer, if I'm not mistaken, is Led, Led Belly. Oh, well, you get the okay. bing back. That's well fine. Done. That's all good. Sound. Well done. Some, some right messing with this. I think it's moving. Have you? It's when you got one of those, um, like a ear set with a little microphone hanging down at your neck or something. So I did until you said it that it might be me, and <laughs> since then I've been holding it right up and not going anywhere near it. <laughs> because, like my finger is like going blue here because I'm holding it so tight. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so that's fine. Uh, well done on that. That was a, a tough round. Oh God! Is that is one of your dogs, Caroline? Yeah. <laughs> he heard you. Oh my God! The most podcasty extra thing has just happened. I guess you'll be editing this bit out, Millie. Come here. <laughs> right up to the mic. That's that's me. <laughs> Peace has resumed. Okay. Okay. Jesus Christ. This is the most mad show we've ever had, is it? Right. Bonk. Bonk. Okay. Let's play the sting and come back. Okay. You're welcome back to After the Fact. The weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamaris Community Radio. Sorry, John. <laughs> Can you pause for two minutes? Yes, will do. <laughs> he knew the answer to the question. That's what I was trying to say. Right. I'll have to get a dog. <laughs> I presume the dog is being locked out the back kitchen now or something. Yeah. That's the end of that. Are we good? Oh, Jesus, that was a bit of really anyway. <laughs> Poor Millie. Next week on After the Fact. We're go- Here comes our warm-up question for tonight, everybody. Okay. okay. Um, it's a bit like if you remember a few weeks ago, we had a warm-up question on uh, Right Said Fred's I'm Too Sexy. Mm-hmm. Well, tonight I want you, we're going to the room. You have to list the things that Alanis Morissette thinks are ironic. Oh my god! In, <laughs> in her big hit of 1995. Oh, it's so difficult. <laughs> we'll start for once in our life. We're going to start on this side of the table. So, James or Liam, lead us off. A red light? No, a green light when you're already late. It is. Yeah. No, it's right. It's not right. No, it is. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. What? Sorry. What is it again? Something that Alanis Morissette thinks is ironic. Any of the many, many things Lance Marset thinks is ironic. Liam, yeah. we're going your way. We're going and that it way. actually happened to me. Rain on your wedding day. Rain on your wedding day is correct, yes. Uh, James, I'll be fair to you and say you were very close with your one, but you're oh, not right. Come on. So you can have another go in a minute if you want. And I haven't. Uh... I tried to think of the song. 
I can't even think of the song. You can't even you can't even remember no. the song. Oh well. I know if someone started it, I'd remember. But yes. I I can't sing you the chorus though, because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he did say a line, a very accurate line. It's like rain on your wedding day. It's the something, something with blah, blah, blah. blah. The, all the lines oh, are like right. this. Anyway, we'll skip you for a minute. Andrew. Well, I don't know who died, but somebody died the next day. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, but you've got to... What, what did that man do? Was he a plumber? Gardener, we're skipping you. Oh, yeah, we're going on. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. You're not okay. great. James, we're back to you. Yeah. Uh, the good advice that you just didn't take. That's right. The good advice you just didn't take is definitely a line. Liam, a free ride that you've already paid. Yes. Oh, this bad dozy. See, the we're, we are going to be. We're, we're going to the next question. <laughs> Andrew, the thing about it is, the last, the first week I was in. My first round was like this. And will you just point the microphone more towards your mouth, please? Oh, sorry. Thank you. I was purposely not talking into the mic, but anyhow, that's fine. <laughs> this is warmer brown. It's everything's good. Okay, sorry. But as I pointed out, have you f- anything for us this time? Um, not picking up the penny that that was on the ground. No, that does not rhyme. I'm with afraid that that's not. Uh, that's more like a Valdunican song. Yeah. Or something, <laughs> Andrew, John, I'd nothing. So let's keep going there. <laughs> Going, this man. one's going to be over quick and Liam's definitely going to win right no, he's not he's, he's, <laughs> James. he's struggling now I, I'm going to go James. back to my red light so uh, green light <laughs> what did I say before you said it was a green light when you're already late which would not be ironic that would be very helpful green light when you're already there <laughs> honestly you're making up your own lyrics <laughs> point. these are not lyrics at all so you're out now Oh. Liam does win. He can throw another one in just to show oh, off sorry. if he wants. <laughs> he wish he could, but he can't think of anything else. I'll give I think you I'll tie with James. There was an awful lot. Yeah. Rain on your wedding day. Yeah. A free ride when you've already paid. Yeah. Good advice that you just didn't take it on. Well, we've got a traffic jam when you're already late. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And no smoking sign on your on cigarette, your cigarette break. break. Like 10,000 spoons, spoons and all you need a knife. <laughs> and it's meeting the man of her dreams and then meeting his beautiful, beautiful wife. wife. <laughs> but the thing, a traffic jam when you're already late, that's not ironic. Things. None of this song is ironic. That's the funny thing about this song. Oh, yeah. but, but, None of it's ironic. Of this. But what about the dude who died? Okay, I think you were thinking of Mr. Play It Safe, yeah. who was afraid to fly. Oh, yeah. He packed his suitcase and kissed his kids goodbye. Uh, but anyway, the plane crashed, basically. Okay. <laughs> he had to take that flight. Take that flight. And as the plane touched down, Crash down. Crash down. That's the irony, you see, Mm. apparently. Isn't this nice? Yeah. That's who you're thinking about. Well, this is a rubbish song anyway, so carry on there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Final one we missed. Two, actually. It's the Black Fly and a Chardonnay and the Death Row Pardon, Two Minutes Too Late. I knew we had Black Fly. Black Black Fly and Chardonnay. Okay, I'll remember that one for next time. I was thinking white wine. This will never come up again after the success. I know, I know. I'll play the song repeat tonight and I'll go home.